Welcome to the His Plan for You podcast. Join Pastor Gio in a series of powerful messages that will encourage, uplift, and inspire. Discover God's perfect plan for your life today. All right, people, let's go to 2 Corinthians. We're going to start working on a few things that we need to take care of. Segunda de Corintios 5.21, that's 2 Corinthians 5.21. Are you there? We're going to verse 21. The Word of God reads, For... He made him who knew no sin to be seen for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Who is he talking about? Him who? Jesus was made out of all the sin in the world fell on him. And he took all our sin. I want you to keep your finger there and go to Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah 45, Isaiah, 2 Corinthians 5.21, but we move into Isaiah 45. When you get to Isaiah 45, we're going to look for verse 9. The Bible reads, the Bible doesn't read, I read in the Bible. Woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, What are you making? Or shall your handiwork say, He has no hands. Let's go back to Romans 9.20. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. And then you're going to find the book of Romans 9.20. What it says? But indeed, O oh man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? Amen? So we're going back to 2 Corinthians. I told you to keep your finger there. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5.21, the Amplified Bible, it reads, For our sake... He made Christ virtually to be seen who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as being in and examples of the righteousness of God. What we ought to be approved and acceptable and in right relationship, relationship with him by his goodness. So you were made, you became, he made you the righteousness of God. And then we read on Isaiah 45, 9 and Romans 9, 20. You were made by his own hand. You don't get to, you don't get to smack back. Mm-mm. No, but I feel sad. But I, you don't get to feel sad. You're the righteousness of God. But I feel this way and I feel. You don't get to. You were made. The righteousness of God. I need somebody to give me that chair quick over there. 
And the people that made this chair, thank you, brother. They made this chair, and this chair doesn't get to tell me, I'm not a black chair. I don't have plastic and metal on me. No, you are a chair. And as a matter of fact, you are made out of plastic and metal. You are. But I don't feel like a chair. You were made. You don't get to talk back. According to Isaiah, according to Romans, you are the clay. The clay doesn't argue back with the maker. Every time we don't agree with God, you are agreeing with the devil. We have double confession. I am. I am prosper. Then we look at that account and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> uh, I'm guilty as charged. I've been there, done that. I am healed. I am the heal of the Lord. And then you get up in the morning and, and, and your, your ankles are, uh, uh, you have to let the, the juices flow. Amen. In Jesus' name, then you're like healed five minutes later. You shouldn't agree one minute with God and the next minute with the devil. That's what it really says. Out of the same hole, it's not going to come out clean water and, and dirty water. It's not talking about your level of higher education or how many not strong words you use. It's not talking about that. You should be very elegant. You shouldn't use bad language. But that's not what he's saying. Out of the same whole pie, out of the same pie whole, it's coming bad things and good things. What is that? I am sick. No, you're not sick. You are the heel of the Lord. But I don't feel like the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God whether you feel it or not. It's irrelevant. It's awesome when you start that revelation, start, start really being life inside of you. It's awesome. I am what the Bible says I am. It's not just this little slogan. So you are the right God because God said so. You don't get to talk back to God According to Isaiah 45, 9, we said that. 45, 9, or Romans 9, 20. Will this thing, will the creation tell the creator, but you don't know. I am like, I don't know. You need to talk to those feelings. Those feelings have to be in obedience to you. Who are you, children of God? Because it was given to us to be the children of God. What does that mean? We are like your father in heaven. My daddy in heaven and I, we look alike. Just like you and me look alike. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. When you say something, will happen. Nah, but it will happen. Because you're made like your father in heaven. Look at your life. That's exactly what you've been saying. 
So you check on that and you're like, man, Lord, turn around. You turn, you turn, you turn. God allows you turns. Thank you, Lord. Everything I touch prospers, especially my wife. <laughs> I'm surrounded with, with good things. I'm surrounded with good people. Everywhere I go, people get out of their way to bless me and to help me. And it happens. Or you can say, ah, I'm Hispanic. They don't like me because of my accent. Or you can go, my accent makes me interesting. <laughs> you don't even have to get rid of your accent. You just have to get rid of what the devil is telling you. What do you think Joseph Prince speaks perfect English? They don't even, you're like, what are you saying? What? Benny Hinn, 20 years ago, you had to stare at his face to know what he was saying. I know this amazing pastor in Colombia. We still don't know what he says. <laughs> he thinks he speaks Spanish. <laughs> and, and those churches are packed. He has like 800 pastors working for him. So the spirit of God is alive. What you say will happen. Is your attitude that determines your altitude. Period. And you have to be quick. Quick to repent. Quick to forgive. To receive. If you practice that. If it takes you more than 15, 20 seconds to forgive somebody. You're in a hole. You're in a deep, dark hole. You think you're a Christian. If it takes you more than five seconds, we should, we should get better at this. 50 seconds could be too long. If it takes you longer than that, you need to check that relationship with God. You really need to go and start, start from zero. What, what, what's wrong? If it takes you longer than that. The Bible says you're allowed to get upset. But that's about it. You allow the thing to get in there? Gonna eat you alive. That word strife in the Greek literally means made to kill. I was studying this week that word. I have issues with that word. Problems. It has taken away a lot of ground in our in, in, in our people. They get into strife. Or the stupidest things. And then you're like. Why you don't get healed? And then you're like, why nothing happens on your behalf? They want to make things on their own strength. Aren't you working for God? Isn't it supposed to happen? Should should be light. This this joke, my joke is easy. So somebody's lying. You're lying or the Bible's lying. Somebody's wrong. I stick with the Bible. I like you. I don't like you that much. (laughs) I like the Bible more. Somebody needs to go and say, Lord, I repent. I didn't know. Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. And then from there, four seconds later, no four hours later, no four minutes later. Hey, you can get it down to one second. Maybe, maybe five seconds is too long. Somebody's talking to you about something that really pushes your buttons. 
usually somebody close to you. If you're not down to four seconds, repenting, three seconds, I think five seconds is too much. Repenting, forgiving, and then receiving again from the love of the Lord so you can walk on that and then turn around to that person. You know what? I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Just forgive me. You should come to the place where it doesn't even bother you. The trick with that is they might think they're right. So you still need to tell them, look, you're wrong, but I still love you. That your, your heart's covered 100%. Yes? Everybody happy with this? Makes no difference if you're happy or not. <laughs> so you get quick, quick at it. Quick. Bam, bam, bam. Why? Because the next challenge is coming. Sooner than you expect. Surprise quiz. Five questions. Well, as soon as you will come out. The moment you step out of the church, do you realize how the pastor was looking down on you? And you feel stupid. You're going to go, yeah. <laughs> you notice his brother so-and-so is driving a better car. And you're like, Yeah. <laughs> By question number five, you're like offended, hurt, resentful. Over what? Over five satanic stupid questions. And there's no time for that anymore. It's coming. What you should be doing? Pressing the oil. Every time it comes. You want to press that neck, not the oil. <laughs> you, you really want to press that neck and make their oil flow. <laughs> Get it pressed here. You got it pushing here. Oh, I need love for this one. Oh, I need love for this one. Mm, that hurt. Right, forgive me. Ah. Okay, that's gone. All right. Let me love you. Let me, let me, let me minister from my oil. I live through my oil. I live from my giving. I don't live through your giving. I don't live out of your tithe. I live out of my tithe. I live out of my anointing. Not out of your anointing. Give me the, 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 the virgins. They were in a problem. Why? Give me out of your anointing. Give me out of oil. Give me out of your relationship with God. I need to come here, squeeze your oil so I can go and do my thing. Don't come here. You're not welcome. And you will kick you out real quick. I have friends, they know how to restore you and all that. Yeah, I will ship you to Colombia. They'll restore you over there. When you get there, first thing they hand you is a broom and some Clorox. You're in charge of the bathrooms. Do it with love. Do it for the Lord. Do it with excellence. And if you do a good, bad job, we give you a choice and a chance. Here's the door. Oh, they're tough. No, they're good. Oh, Pastor, you're, you're good. No, I'm expensive. I'm standing here and I'm costing God thousands of dollars just to stand here. That's how we speak in America. In another culture, this might not be understandable. So, I'm costing God your training is costing God. 
my time, your time is costing God because it's his. Is this thing going to argue back? I own you. I'm going to put you here. I'm going to fold you. I don't want to be folded. I just folded you. And I'm going to put you right there. You're going to serve right there. But I don't like it. I'm not asking you if you like it. I made you. Now, that's not cruel. He's not going to send you to Africa if you don't want to go to Africa. He knows the desires of your heart. He loves you. So he will, he will definitely, definitely be right on. You just discovered. You just discovered the perfect time for God for your life. You discovered the perfect place of God for your life. You discovered your place in the church. You're like, ah, ah, I didn't know. I didn't know this was good. I didn't know tithing was so awesome. I didn't know working with children would make me so happy. I didn't know helping around will, will, will give me all this joy. I didn't know. But it's hard. This discipline is because it's just the way it is. The Bible says so. No amount of discipline. No discipline will give you joy at the beginning. None. None. I don't like it. So if I don't like it, I'm sure you don't like it. <laughs> but at the end, produces life. So we do God's things in order to get the results. Let's go to John. How many of you so happy you came today? I know, I'm happy. <laughs> John 15. John 15. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That's John 15. That's the fourth gospel. Chapter 15. We read on verse 5. So we're going to read out of the New King James Version and the Amplified Bible. New King James Version, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can accomplish anything. Can do nothing. Let's read it in the Amplified. 15.5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me. Vital union with with me, vital union with me, you can do nothing. Number six, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they're burned. Number seven, if you abide in me, and my words my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. My words abide in you. If his words abide in you when you speak, you're not just speaking your words, you're speaking his words. 
My marriage, my home is an embassy of heaven and earth. He said, we're not from this world. We're not from this world. His words abide. If his words abide in me. It's not just, yeah, I hooked up with the Lord all day, brother. Yeah, no, no, no. If his words abide in me, if they don't abide in me, the contract has been breached. Yes, lawyer? Am I okay, counselor? Does, does that contract, is that contract valid anymore? Somebody breached it. That's where you can do whatever you want. Same thing when somebody comes and breaks the marriage of the contract of marriage. Bible says we go to the person that didn't violate the contract and ask her, you want to stand up? Ask that person, do you want to stand there in the marriage or not? Why? Contract has been violated. It's no longer valid. It's up to you to make it valid now. Your rights are in hold because the contract has been breached. So if you don't abide in his words, why? How do you expect these things to work for you? How? Because he's good. He's good. So, his words don't abide in you. You finish your service today, and then you treat your husband any way you want when the Bible says something else. You treat your children any way you want when the Bible says something else. You treat the pastor any way you want when the Bible says something else. And then you're wondering, why this thing doesn't work? Because your word, his words have to abide in you. If, that's a conditional statement. Yes, if, if, if my words abide in you. Lord, I pray in tongues every day for 15 hours. It has nothing to do with the price of tea in China. You may be very spiritual. But if you cannot submit, if you cannot love, if you cannot do what the Bible says to do the way the Bible says to do it, you're not going to get the results. I'm not saying you're going to go to hell. You're not going to get the results. Everybody happy I had a trip? Uh, nobody preached any of this to me at all. I didn't, I didn't just get some pastor's sermon. I preached, I preached three times. Every time, every time it came out different. Same scriptures. And I was like, man, God's talking to me. <laughs> I wasn't even putting it on the people. I'm putting it on me. Man, I got to do this. Man, I got to do this. Well, when I got out of this hole. Next time I go on a trip, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> Two days only. <laughs> Eight days is too long. <laughs> Romans 6. Romanos 6. Anybody getting anything out of this? Amen. I am, so I hope you do. <laughs> Romans 6. We're going to go to verse 11. And reading from the New King James Version. Likewise, you also reckon ourselves. Yeah, now, you, now you see my Texans where they get the reckon from. Yeah, that's where I get it from. I reckon. <laughs> I 
reckon you're a heathen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Amplified said, even so, consider yourselves also dead to sin and your relation to it broken. Your relation to it, to sin. You have a relation to that sin that you, that you enjoy, the one that you enjoy the most. You have a relationship with that thing. You have to find a way to break that relationship with that thing in order to be broken. But alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him. Unbroken fellowship with Christ. There's a relationship thing there. Uh, when I'm upset, I go and cut myself. A lot of people watching this on TV. You get mad at your husband. Husband's an idiot. So you smile, everything. You go home, pray in tongues, and this person abuses food that they don't eat. They're anorexic, or they cut themselves, or they think by harming themselves, they're harming their husband somehow. That's how they deal with that abuse. That's how they deal with that relationship. Christians, Christian people. Very sad. Because maybe that guy is a bully, but then they think by punishing themselves, they can punish him indirectly. And that's the devil telling you things and you believe them. You're just harming yourself more. That has to be broken. That relationship, that pleasure that person gets out of harming themselves, thinking and getting back at my husband and getting back at my spouse by doing this, that has to be broken. You're taking all the power away from that person and giving it to the Lord. So that relationship with that experience has to be broken. In order to what? What does the Bible say? To have an unbroken relationship with the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the His Plan for You podcast. We believe that your tithes belong to your local church. However, your partnership and love offerings will empower us to continue bringing the message of His perfect plan for you to the world. For more information, please visit wghm.org.